0: the podcast for the inquisitive diver hey there dive buddies and welcome to the final episode of season three now as 2022 draws to a close and i'm on one of my favorite dive locations i decided to reflect a little on where the show started since i started recording episodes we've accrued 55 hours of audio entertainment with 52 amazing guests on the show however the chap sat to my right.
1: However, it's, it's not one of them. It's,
0: it's also <laughs> slightly <laughs> amazing and slightly barking mad. Yeah. But right back in, we started in July 2020. Is that when it was? Uh, yeah. And I messaged Jason, I said, hey, I've got this idea for a podcast. Shall we uh, Shall we give it a go? And we, we tried remotely. Once. Twice. Three times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and four edits. <laughs> and
0: four. Um four. So... Uh, Overall, uh, Shark, uh, Shark Guardian ended up being the first proper episode. However, the first man to be involved in helping Scuba Goat emerge was my good mate here, Jason Fondis of uh, Blue Corner, Noosa Penida. Uh, welcome to the show,
1: Jason. Thank you very much. Again. back.: <laughs> I didn't realise that it was that long ago. Actually. Yeah. Well, I kind of realised it was that long ago, but I didn't realise that, that the pandemic had taken hold yet. I thought it was just before, but um, clearly I was wrong.
0: Yeah, well, I think I started thinking about it once the pandemic hit, and I was sat at home, bored as fuck, and um, it just went from there. I was sat in the pool, <laughs> <laughs> I it was a place I'd rather be. Yeah, um, but we're we're here on on Panida. You're back, so at least we get some proper audio this time instead of <laughs> and waiting and waiting. Have you
1: and still got that file? Yes. <laughs> no, not that one. Oh, no. <laughs> Is this the one you were thinking of? All right, let's do it again. Yeah, that was. Well, it wasn't without his issues. Teething problems, I think they call it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a, calculate, uh, I had a count up earlier on. Uh, 52 episodes. 52. Flip the number. We got 52 hours of audio. Wow.
1: That's good. Two mounts up, doesn't it? Congratulations. Cheers, buddy. One for every week of a year. Yeah. I'll, I'll toast myself to that. You toast yourself to that. <laughs> I've got water. Mm. Now,
0: yes, talking water and um, the lovely Nusa Penida. Um, if you've not listened to the first uh, season with with Jason as episode two, um, you can do, or you can listen to the chat talk now and make your ears bleed. The um,
1: end of the end of season four. <laughs> the end of season, start four. start season one. And the end of season four. Yeah, that's I'm, next one will be season, in space. Oh, sorry. Not season four, season three. Season three. Getting ahead of myself.
0: Season four starts January.
1: Yeah, uh, now you see, this is like The Witcher, where what's going to happen is I will be replaced by somebody else for the next season, so if you do come back, it'll be Henry Cavill, maybe, I don't know, it'll be somebody else. So yeah, I, I finish at the end of season three, it'll be somebody else here next time.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> convert to Henry Cavill, <laughs> Ch- checking out if you're uh, on the rides. I I'm think. not
1: sure I can afford his wage, but we can try. Yeah. Welcome yeah. back to Penino anyway.
0: Yeah, thanks, mate. Um... Lovely dives today. Absolutely spanking. Um, but before we start talking about the dives that we've had today and, and possibly the wobble dive yesterday, yes. um, let's back it up and um, give us an overview of how you've managed to stay alive mentally, physically and, and yeah. business.
1: Yeah, I guess it's been too long years, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, rewinding back to the start, um, we... So Indonesia as a, as a nation pretty much shut down, shut down, um, for about five months, uh, where, where you could, for, uh, let me think, what was that? Yeah, end of March, so April, May, June, July. August. Yeah, about four, four and a half to five months. Yeah. Um, you couldn't even travel from one little island to another. I know, unless, unless you're, uh, unless people have a little look at the maps, they might not be, uh, realize how, um, uh, how close some of the islands are. So the Nusa islands are Nusa Lembongan, Nusa Chinengen and Nusa Penida. Um, they're all sister islands. Um, the furthest boat ride from one to another is about 10 minutes. Um, we weren't allowed to go from one island to another. Um, so, you know, people who've got families on other ones, they, they weren't necessarily allowed to do that. And that was for like sort of four or five months. We still had fast boats coming in, bringing in produce and stuff. So there was still like the stores open. Um, but yeah, at that point, it was uh, it was very quiet. People didn't know what was going to go on. How long is this going to be going on for? You know, same the world over. Um And then in sort of like the end of August, beginning of September, um, Indonesia sort of started saying that they could open for like domestic tourism, which for a dive business isn't necessarily brilliant because obviously um, most of the Indonesians who dive work in the industry. Obviously, there's a few um, Indonesians out there who... Uh, have done well for themselves and they do it as a, as a sort of um, uh, you know like a holiday sort of thing and, and, and it's more of a hobby than it is work yeah. and again Indonesia being one of the best places in the world to dive if you get said Indonesians who come and do a bit of diving around Peniel they're not just going to come back every weekend you know there's Alor, there's Ambon, there's, you know, Rajampat, there's, come on, there's Usually. everywhere, yeah. right? Just pick an island and then, <laughs> you know, you got like, pretty much you can dive, well, you can, you can dive around any island in Indonesia. So, um, yeah, it wasn't without its difficulties. I mean, when, when we closed up um, and, and we really couldn't do much, we, we, we had, like, nothing, we had, like, 20 million, we had, like, $2,000 um, of, of, like, money lying around. Uh, that basically paid the power the water the pool chemicals all the way up it actually uh, happily ended roughly around the time when we could open again to domestic tourism um which again what's quite lucky in some respects is um a lot of people decided to wait it out in bali um you know for some people who work remotely uh, for some people who are i don't know just um can live without having to work necessarily. Uh, there's a lot of people who live in Bali and and, um, and and make their lives there. So there was then the odd one or two people coming over. So we did things like boat share with our sister centre in Lembongan to keep costs down, um, and that pushed us through for another year and a bit, I suppose you could say, until we could open up fully. Um, so yeah, I mean, it wasn't without his difficulties, but. The, those people who, like, I mean, there was a really, really, really nice guy, um, a Dutch guy, and his and his Russian girlfriend who he met in Indonesian Borneo, and he worked remotely. She, I think, does the same sort of thing. Yeah. And they actually got together during during this during this kind of like you know shutdown. They decided, well, I'm not going to go anywhere. This is a beautiful place. This is a, and and I mean to be fair, if you could afford it, like as in if, if you were independently wealthy or if you were working remotely, this was one of the best places. I like, I suppose saying as like Philippines or whatnot, if you could get around. Um I don't I don't know how shut down the Philippines were, but um like you this it was the best time to be in Indonesia because obviously um you could get from point A to point B with minimal hassle because there was nobody else on, on travel and transport and whatnot. Yeah. If you were diving at places um you were getting you're getting almost like VIP one-on-one treatment. You're, you know, one of sort of two or three people around. Uh, the die site was all yours. Um, you're, you were, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was kingly treatment. And obviously, you know, at that time, even though it's counterproductive, um, the prices were lower yeah. <laughs> because people wanted to get some bums on seats. Uh, it was kind of productive because obviously everybody needed money. It's like, oh, I'm going to drop it. It's like, that's not smart. But um, some people like literally slit their own throats and, and kind of like slashed prices where you go. you well, there's no way you could do that. Like, because fuel alone is going to be X Men, whatever. Yeah. But um, we had this very nice Dutch guy, like I so said, this Dutch guy and his Russian girl, super, super nice people. They actually came back to us like five times. Um, they were based in in, in Bali. They, they went to Komodo and stuff, but um, we were very close. Um, one of the benefits of, of, of being here is we're like super close to um, to Bali and the international airport. I think I mentioned it on our first podcast that one of the reasons why I like to live here is for that, is the quality of life as well as the quality of dining. And um, and they were they were they were really really nice people, and they sort of come back for sort of four or five days at a time, and um, that also helped take us over. And then the last time when they came back they actually, uh, uh, the guy said to me, oh, we want to come back, we're going to be leaving because I got a job in Malta, but I actually can't work remotely and they have to, you know, so we have to move. But we want to do one last sort of time coming there. Um, and I, I sort of want to propose. Oh, that's a lie. He's already proposed. I want to get married to my uh, to, to, to my girl What I went, that's amazing. Did you know that I'm an ordained minister? And he was like, no. I went, oh, right. Okay, well, just so as you know, I'm an ordained minister. We can make this happen. So, um obviously you know it's about as legal as Mick Jagger and Jerry Hall's right because (laughs) although I'm an ordained minister it's probably it's not really valid here but we printed off a a really nice certificate and I wrote on a on a on a on a slate like a a, you know do you do you kind of thing with a few funny lines and we went to Manta Point um the the iconic Manta Point and came on in Nick uh, uh one of my instructors here he uh he was like official cameraman, so he came along with a camera. <laughs> we also had the their GoPro, which I sort of was, was holding in one hand whilst messing around with the other one. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we married him underwater, and it was mantas buzzing around, so they got, you know, the congregation of mantas and stuff, and <laughs> I almost lost a ring. It was perfect. as was about as perfect a wedding as you could be. Like, I couldn't find a damn thing in my pocket. I was like, where's this ring? And one of them slipped inside the other one, so it fit inside. It was like, oh, God. <laughs> So, yeah, we married him underwater. It was fantastic. Um, but, yeah, I mean... That was one of the highlights but getting back to your original question sorry it was it was difficult for a while for for quite some time i mean basically the the, the domestic tourism which we had um which was the odd X or two um and and the odd local personal too it it basically then ticked us over it paid the bills it paid the wages yeah. um like i said we did do things like you know boat share so we could keep costs down um and that ticked us over until Um, Indonesia really opened in March this year there was um, there was a time from probably the end of 2021 no last last quarter 2021 when you could get what was called a business they had like a social business visa thing where um, you could come in on a different visa but the visa was going to cost you about $300 there's no way anybody's going to put $300 extra on their holiday for like two weeks but if you were going to you know be the Sort of like backpacker type person, or if you're going to spend like a few months, then it was okay and it made sense. So, um, uh, so there was a sort of way in, but until they scrapped that and did the, the normal visa on arrival in March this year, it was dribs and drabs. And then when, once the doors opened in, in March, then thankfully people started coming back and we managed to put some boots on the ground again. But, um, yeah, we, we thankfully we didn't lose money to the point where we had to tr- just make it appear out of, our, out of our bank accounts which were also dwindling right. because we had to pay for food and, and you know and living costs and stuff personally yeah. Um, but yeah we, we we did have a nice little run of um, yeah we had like you know we, we managed to get through but it, it wasn't it wasn't easy I mean that being said, it's the same for everybody else. I don't want to yeah. whinge like I'm, that, that we suffered anymore. I mean, we didn't suffer any worse or any better than anybody else, I don't think. Well, you didn't suffer, did you? you sat in the well, in the yeah. I mean, for me, like <laughs> that first five months, like that first year, it was ridiculous. That first sort of five five months, six months, that first year, I basically sat in the pool. I swam a little bit. Um, I drank beer, obviously, and uh, and you know I mean the sun's shining, so it's like well yeah you know people are going oh you're going to go and go back to the UK or you can do this I'm like well I've got a dog so you know that's responsibility number one I'm not going to abandon my dog he's awesome yeah. and uh, and it's like well the sun's shining and okay let's see in the pool yeah. Um, so yeah it was very much that that was year one and then when it ticked round and Christmas came round and then then we came into sort of like January 2021 I was like I have done nothing. I just, like, wasted a whole year of my life waiting. I'm sure there's probably a number of people out there doing the same thing. But mm-hmm. but I'm like, right, I am not going to waste this, ne- this next year. I'm going to do stuff. Stuff. Because <laughs> it's like, stuff? What stuff? All-encompassing. I'm going to do stuff. So it's like, well, there's a few little maintenance things we can do. Or I can do around the place. I'm quite handy. And I can do this. And we can do this. And I can try and learn the, the language better because I'm horrible at Indonesian and any language and i wasted another year <laughs> it tipped right to the start of 2022 i'm like what happened there um so i went yeah maybe wasted i mean i did get some maintenance stuff done but it was just like how at the time every day drags into another one and you're like god this sucks and then all of a sudden yeah another year's gone and you're like wow i've just lost two years of my life which i'm never going to get back and um you know and then it it's uh and it's a strange old world out there. I got, you know, I got friends who sit every, every side of, of the sort of sliding scale of like, it's a hoax to everybody's gonna die. Yeah. And, uh, and obviously like, and they're still sat in various different corners, no? And you know, I'm like, well, I've gone over minor things. I'm sure there's going to be some statistics at the end where things might not have been as bad as others, but this needs to be done. But at the end of the day, everybody's lost two years and we can't get them back. Yeah. And what's important now is to kind of like truck on and try and, try and do your thing. I mean, business wise, obviously, we were two years in the wilderness. So um, I was talking to friends of mine and, and they're sort of under the agreement that pretty much every month that you're shot, you're kind of like two months behind in what would be say income so we're probably you know three to four years behind in in what would have been putting some cash away and sort of trying to you know and then developing and reset you know and and whatever but again we're 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 the same for everybody else you know you can kind of woe is me stuff and be absolutely miserable about it but uh, at the end of the day we got through we survived there's definitely people who i'm sure would have been worse. And, um, and we're open again and we've just had quite a good season. So yeah. hopefully. It seems, seems busy. Yeah, we're not, we, we had a good, a good, like ever since we opened in March, we had bums on seas and we've not had like, like high season was, was busy. We was all hands on deck. Um, uh, we had two boats out, which was nice. Um, there was a couple of days when there was no equipment left, <laughs> which, which is good. Which is, yeah, it's good, but it's also a bit of a head scratcher because you're like, oh, my God, have I got enough? What if everybody's small? Because you do get those days where everybody's small, everybody's extra small, everybody's medium or something. You're like, oh, Christ, really? I've run out of bloody medium. But, you know, um, you can only do what you can do. But, yeah, so, so we managed. You know, we, got, we, we had two boats out quite a lot, like June, July, August, September. October was great. November, it started like looking like it was slowing down. but it, and, and it did... Um, uh, and the same for December but you're getting a, a lot the, the problem for this year more than anything was people were coming back but they weren't booking as far in advance as what they had done yeah. previously so in the in previous sort of couple of years before we were closed um you get a bunch of emails and you'd have like a whiteboard and you'd be like okay cool so i'm full this day i'm full this day i'm full this day this is great i've got some spaces then i like that i like i like booking in advance because that way you know and it's not like i take delight in turning people away but if i'm full i'm full and and it makes me you know i'm, I'm good i know like i, I can organize stuff better because i'm not the smartest you know i'm not the smartest kid out there so it's like okay this is great this is organized whereas if you've got you know a bunch of days logged that this is okay and then all of a sudden in busy season people just dive on in there and you're like oh crap and somebody wants to do like a uh like a tri-dive like discover scuba diving and then a couple of people might want to do open water course and and it gets kind of a bit bitty and you're like can i squeeze that in can i not and then sometimes it's like, like i said. So he's like. You're not the Tetris champion of 2020. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I won't be doing any Rubik's Cubes in five <laughs> seconds, to be fair. Um, I could have, maybe if I'd have done one over the, over the pandemic, I might have finally finished it. Like, that wasn't a waste of my time. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, and then somebody said, all right, I, I can't you know, this doesn't compute. I'm sorry, I can't do it. You know, it, there was just some days were just too tough. It's like, you know, fun, we got this many fund divers, I'm going to have to try and draft in, I don't know, find a freelancer from somewhere. That was the other thing. Um, things got a little bit busy and people that then, you know, um, uh, people on the island and stuff, because a lot of people, like Indonesians and stuff, they needed to either go home because some Indonesians are from, say, like Java, some are from Lombok um, and they were working around here and they were going, okay, I've got to go home yeah. um, because they're not going to be paying any rent you know, or they couldn't afford to pay rent, so they would go and live with the family. So then, all of a sudden, when things were doing an uptick, everybody was after staff. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, got got those, we going staff. <laughs> so um yeah, I mean, you know, logistically it did get a bit hard, a bit quick. But like I said, thankfully we we kind of pushed through, and there was like, there was days when I'm like, all right, we we got to this point. I'm not gonna try and squeeze a body on a boat just because. I mean, as much as. As much as we need money and everybody loves money in some respects, I'm like, nah, there's just a, there's a level of quality and a level of. Whether it's service, I'm not going to it's, stick this on a the. It's balance, isn't yeah. it? You
0: know? Yeah. You go down the greed route, or you go down the, the
1: customer yeah. care route. Like, can, can I fit somebody many on? Yeah. Is it worth it? Not today. No.
0: <laughs> no we <we're, we're laughs> not. I think no. my size and takes up that we're, much space on the
1: boat. <laughs> we're, we're done now. We're done. Kind of thing. So yeah, it was. Um, so we we've had a good bounce back, and hopefully that's going to roll into next year, and and people will start coming back again and again and again. I mean, I think we were talking on the boat with with, with Jazz about. Um, uh, the whole kind of Indonesian law which is being passed of um people like, there's like, you have to be married. There's no sex before marriage, which is coming into Indonesia now. And like the newspapers really like that headline and that made international stuff. So some, you know, British tabloid press going, you know, you can't do this anymore. And uh, I, I'm i pretty certain that's not going to affect tourism because it's going to take a couple of years for it to come in anyway. And everybody will have forgotten. Um, can,
0: you, and, can you imagine the uproar though? Like? You know, you're you're with your fiancé on holiday but not not married and you get the door kicked in because uh, they think you're going jiggy-jiggy without being married and you're going to jail. Yeah. Uh, That would kick off uh, World War III. Well, it would.
1: would. And the thing is, I mean, without without being um, insulting or trying to be insulting in any way, shape or form, um, obviously Indonesia being such a big, long chain of islands Mm. um, and each island dominated by... Whatever that particular culture is on that particular island, it doesn't necessarily fit in with that national kind of call cool anyway. Yeah. That's not to say that you know that, that 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 people go oh yeah, just go to sleep around. That's, you know, they're not hedon- as hedonistic as as it is, is in kind of some respects in like a, in like a, the, the sort of like European Westernized sort of setup where um, where that can kind of go on a lot. But it, it's um, there's plenty of areas where they. They get married once somebody might have got pregnant. <laughs> so um, I, you know, I, 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 it's 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 more of a. Um, I think it's going to be like it, it. It won't really affect any any tourists, like any foreigners. Um,
0: and I, th- I think to be fair, though, I mean, it's got a, it's got a link to religion, doesn't it? And it does. Yeah, I, I actually respect the fact that they're trying to protect their religion. You know, if if if, if it was left to run. Um, you know, if we run them fifty, sixty, seventy years from now, and they're dead, equivalent to what the UK is like now, where you know there's religious people, there's certainly a lot of different religions, but the, the, the intensity of religion isn't that great. In, for example, the Church of England.
1: No, no, for sure. Well, I mean, I, I, I think it's the, the thing is which is which is difficult. Why well, say difficult? The thing, the thing which is which is also um, a, a, a reality in this area is that. Nationally, um, Indonesia is is a is is a Muslim nation. It's the biggest Muslim populated nation in the world. Right. It's the biggest Muslim country in the world. And on a if you're looking at it on a wide broad vision, it's a Muslim country.
0: Yes.
1: But when you go to individual islands, they're dominated by something else so um, so I mean you take this island for example this is a Balinese island so Balinese tend to be Hindus Um, it's like it's like a version of Hindu with an extra bit of something like kind of wiggled in there and there's like a bit of a mishmash but it's essentially Hindu there's a Muslim village up the road but it's just the one Muslim village but we're dominated by Hindus Um, if you go to I mean if you say for instance if you go to Sulawesi north part of Sulawesi is is Christian the the middle and the south is very much uh, Muslim dominated so Um, you know, there's a, there's a, there, there is a, a sort of disparity. Obviously, overall, the, the population is mostly Muslim, but depending on like you've got these little pockets and whatnot, but yeah, I mean, obviously they, they, you know, I'm sure they've, they've looked around and gone, well, there's these things, which, which we're not too sure we're happy about. Um, I mean, the thing is Bali makes its money solely, well, I say solely, Massively on that's tourism, yeah. major, 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 majorly on on tourism, and obviously that's girls in bikinis, that's dudes and bodies, that's surfers, that's whatnot. They got beach clubs, they got you know places, they got you know parties going on till silly o'clock in the morning, yeah. and you know Bali that they they've made that. I don't want to say deal with the devil, but they've made that sort of offset of um, compromise. Oh yeah, of, of like you know that's that's money in with you know you're gonna get. Some of that sort of stuff. You haven't got you haven't got drunken lights in the street swinging punches like in like Lanzarote or whatever. <laughs> but like you know, it, it's it's a bit of a party. Yeah. Um, the good news is nobody wants that for these sorts of islands here. Uh, but yeah, you, you've you've got to. I think they're you know that's definitely looking for a balance. And 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 when you look at other cultures coming in because you have tourism, um, I'm, I'm sure they feel that you know the more hedonistic small revealing bikini type stuff um, is counterproductive to how they want the the, the, the way of their um, their nation to carry on heading which I don't blame them um, you know at the end of the day firstly it's their country and it's their choice but uh, secondly yeah sometimes sometimes it's you know a lot of people don't think about where they're going and you know they don't think about some of these like there was loads of stories about people who have upset um uh, people by getting pictures taken outside a temple and they're in next to nothing and mm. and uh, and they don't realise. But it's like, well, come on, mate, it, it's a place of worship. I mean, even like if you take the Church of England as an example, if you're you know in a string bikini hanging outside of St Paul's Cathedral, you're probably going to upset a bishop <laughs> or two. You'll be like, well, that's a bit weird. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, um, I, I understand it. I understand they probably don't want to. I don't want to say it's ne- well. Yeah, I guess it could be in some respect. It'd be viewed as a, as a negative influence of just you know going out and and well,
0: uh, it's it's not it's not respecting the local culture, is it? Yeah. You know, and that's that's kind of what you've got to do, especially here in Indonesia and further east you
1: go. Yeah. So the more aware you've got to be. Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But I think yeah, I mean, it, it it won't affect the foreigner tourists coming in anyway. So they'll you know just it's. It, it, they'll be the same I think they're just you know trying to make sure that the <laughs> Indonesians don't end up like Europeans which yeah. I can understand <laughs> although something like drinking and drugs and fighting that's not necessarily I don't want it to go so yeah good on them for that yeah
0: hey let's, um, let's redirect back to diving um, in fact let's talk about dive yesterday yes very interesting dive I'll give you, give you a bit of background um uh, last time I was yeah, last time I was here. It's not my all, fault, I'm, just I'll, so as you know. Not,
1: disclaimer, nothing to do with me, <laughs> not my fault, not my dive Center's fault, not any of my anything to do with my dive Stuff's fault. It was all you. It was all me. It, was <laughs> it, was all, all, me. it was all somewhere yeah. wrong now.
0: <laughs> but I was on I was on the boat last time I was here. And just like Jason just done, drinking from the flask, and I had um a, a the, the water, you would say, went down the wrong hole. You know, you assume you try to breathe the, the water, yeah. bit of a coughing fit, lack of being able to breathe. Yeah. Uh, I went to OsTech at the start of October, and I listened to um, a presentation by Stephen Fordyce, who's been on the show, yeah. um, and he was um, he was presenting on Larengo yeah. Um, uh, l- uh, And effectively what that is is where the the voice box kind of has two muscles which allows the the voice to work. When fluid touches those muscles, it forces them to close and has that reaction that I had where I was, I'm trying to recreate it now, but the throat's still sore, but (laughs) (laughs) without being able to breathe out. Um, But at the same time, feeling as though you're not getting any any, air in. Um, so it's a very confused feeling, and dare I say, uh, quite frightening. Now, I had it a couple of times, and the last one was on the boat uh, mid- in between dives. And then yesterday, um, and this was all in the first eight minutes of the dive, I checked the computer yeah, afterwards, right, and right, it was yeah. just after eight minutes was done. But I started to have a spasm at 22, 24 meters, and I could feel it, and I could Feel the restriction of the breathing. I could hear it. I knew what was going on, and I only knew what it was a because I had it before, but b listening to Stephen on stage and then Simon Mitchell, uh, a doctor, uh, going into detail about how to overcome it, and it's effectively just wait it out. Um, but I would say it was probably the most frightening dive I've ever done. You know, I've, I've ran out of air a couple of times. But we practice for that. Yeah. So it's not a panic situation. And with this laryngospasm going on, I could recognize, because I've taught it so many times, I could recognize the onset stages of panic kicking in. And i think, thinking, fuck,
1: oh, fuck. tick, tick. yeah.
0: The next one is looking at the surface and thinking about bolting. Yeah. And in that nanosecond, I did look at the surface <laughs> think about bolting. No, 20
1: meters, <laughs> oh, <shit>. yeah. <laughs>
0: So, <clears throat> the previous day, I'd been refreshing um, emergency practices with my partner. And I've always taught think, what, um, stop, think, think, it, think yeah. breathe, act. Very simple. So, that kicked in. Right, Matt, stop what you're doing. So, I stopped where I was. I mean, we had a bit of down current going on, a bit of current coming from the left as well. So, it was all adding to the complexities. And I had a big ass camera with me as well. But stop what you're doing. Think about it. Right, what's happening? The next step is making sure you're breathing. Well, at the moment, yeah, I'm not, not breathing. Yeah,
1: that's, that's a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> Fundamental.
0: So let's get some stability. And I, I grabbed a bit of coral. A little bit of coral broke, so I found a more uh, hard coral. And this is all happening within a 10, 12-second window. And as this is happening, I've got hold of the, the hard coral, um, looked down to my left, and Jason's three, four metres deeper than me, a couple of meters away, looked up and could see there's something going on. So I've given him the problem sign and then just carried on holding on to the coral and focusing on trying to get a breathing back because i am still not taking a proper breath. And then Jason appears at the side of me, Take, clearly sees that there's a problem going on, unclips my camera and, and, and takes the camera away from me so I can focus on what I'm doing. And then once the breathing started to return, there was still that panic going on. So the the breathing was uncontrolled very fast. I was still thinking, fuck this, I want to be up there. Um, But Jace rightly so communicated, look, are you okay? Do you want to stay? Do you want to go up? And I indicated we'd just stay for one minute because I knew if it had bolted for the surface or we'd have surfaced under control then it would have been much more difficult to go back down even with the experience that I've got you know that that fear factor of not being over being able to overcome that particular situation I think would have properly screwed up my diving for quite some time
1: yeah getting on a horse kind of thing
0: yeah yeah and I think it's important just to put it out there because um in the back of my mind afterwards I mean I I think about things a lot and then yesterday afternoon, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Mm. And I've done a couple of courses with my mate, Gareth Locke, who's in Human Factors, or is the Human mm-hmm. Factors guy. And we've talked a lot about how, <coughs> excuse me, um, errors in judgment or faults on a dive or situations, all this kind of stuff should be discussed so that people can learn from it. And I think for me, by the end of yesterday, Arvo, after 10, 11 years in the business, I've never been in that situation where I'm in fear and wanting it's quite yeah, awful.
1: I mean, I, I agree. Uh, I, the thing is, you, you kind of like drill and you plan <clears throat> for things which might go wrong. And <clears throat> I don't want to sound blasé in any way, shape or form. Um, but again, I, you know, like yourself, I've been doing this for a long time. And mechanically, I don't care. Anything can go wrong. I've had o-rings go. I've had hoses go. I've had well that's pretty much the fundamentals really but all those sorts of things go pop and you're not instantly out of air, and you can still breathe yeah. but physiologically with you as an individual that's difficult like if you're underwater and you have anything like like laryngospasm or you know if somebody has a heart attack or if somebody has yeah. I, I i don't know a, a stroke or if some you know those any kind of pre-existing medical condition which you might not know or um or for whatever reason something happens and you and and somebody gets a uh, malady or sickness that is a whole new ball game mm. because you know like you say you you drill you go through safety procedures like you know you and jazz are all relatively you know close to each other you're, you're, Your your you diving buddies and stuff's good everybody monitors their air you know the dive masters do you know do their jobs and like i said i mean i've I had a hose, I've had a hose blows on me. I once had a hose go on a student. Before the student even knew it was a problem, I had an alternate floating around in front of their face going, i just take that. Yeah. But something goes on as you as an individual, that's so much different because yeah. it, it's di- like... I actually... So on that dive as well, because obviously I was coming along for fun because, um, you know, uh, it's a little bit quiet right now and I'm trying to rack up a couple of fun dives before I go. <laughs> anyway. So I was like, yeah, you're going to go and have some fun. And I, and I, saw, I saw you... Um, yeah, like sort of grab the, uh, grab the sort of rock and I'm like, well, he's not taking a picture or anything. And obviously like your, your camera was sort of dangling off you as well and you're sort of doing it. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? We, so obviously that's when I came up around the other side. I'm like, uh, are we good? And you're like, I got a problem. I was like, all right, what's up? And I, uh, But that's again, when there's a, so you can say I've got a problem with this or I've got a problem with that when it's mechanically, but when it's physiologically as well, yeah. it's like, how do you get that detail across? So like you were going, <laughs> you know, like you've got a problem here. I was like, "Oh, you feeling sick? Is there you know? Are we gonna? Is it like possible uh, vomit because of you know a bit of lunch or something's gone down wrong? Or you know, sometimes when somebody burps into a regulator, things kind of come up a bit or <laughs> or uh so. I was like running these scenarios through, and I was like, "All right, well, I would just you know hang here until you're comfortable." But yeah, I mean, the camera thing. um I mean, I I don't want to say I, I I um I um I've I, you know having dived with you a lot know that you um that you know you can self-manage yourself in many many ways but i was like all right well if there's a bit of a problem here um and you need to you know we we need to come up or we need to do some other things then this camera is very much going to be bulking in your way and you don't want it clattering around you don't want to get in court if something goes on so Mm. i'm like i'll just take that so one of the reasons why you know it's like anything um with like that's another task the thing which i notice more underwater is even as comfortable as anybody can be when you start Introducing something extra, it's another task, and another task is another thing to think about. And that's another thing to kind of like which can assist in people freaking out and stuff going wrong. It's like, i got a camera, all right, now there's this, now there's this. So I was like, Yeah, I'll take it off, it's a reasonable size. Um, so I was like, All right, well, I'll, and then we'll just wait and you tell me if we're good and if we're not, and then it's all right, well, then let's just swing shallow when we're good and we'll just flirt around and talk about it later. But yeah, it was, um, but 100%. There is, you know, when, when, when. As I said to you afterwards, I, have even, even myself, I, I have like done, I've done stuff here and, 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 you know, done some bits and pieces and overexertion is one which any diver, I don't care how many years and how many dives people have got. If you do get yourself to the point where you're overexerted, you're like, I don't want a beer anymore. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to be anymore. And it's like, and yeah, you got to stop and calm yourself down. Absolutely. I've, I've, I've overexerted myself. Well, I told you when I went and rescued this guy's real in SMB. Not the smartest thing I've ever done. Um, into a current, flying into a current and stuff, but it was like, <laughs> okay, I need to stop. Um, kind of can, but I need to. And yeah, you don't, you want to be there. And, you know, you get your thing back together and just float and, and, and get your breath back. But it, you know, the good thing is you have to reflect on that. And then you kind of, you know, you sort of go, well, what would I do differently? I mean, in, in that respect, physiologically wise, there's nothing you can do differently. You That's did everything right. You did yeah. the smart stuff. There's nothing you can do differently. You, you if they say you got to wait it out, cause obviously you can get those laryngeal spasms and things like swallowing water. Um, a friend of mine, uh, told me a story it's really quite it's really quite scary actually. I mean those things are scary. But he, he was working remote in, in, in Indonesia and um and they had a course going on and this person did a CESA and they came up and obviously you got orally inflated B C D so they came up from the CESA, did everything right and then went <clears throat> to take a breath and got slapped in the face with a wave, mm. took a mouthful of water, epiglottis shut, and and they were like and they were on the surface, like couldn't do anything. And this yeah. instructor was got them out of water. Was trying to sort them out. And there's lit, in some of those cases, like I mean, you know, that sort of like literally ingesting that stuff. You, you need to push the thing open. Yeah. And luckily, they because they were remote, they had like a um, uh, what the, what's the they had, they had like a, a paramedic type person. Okay. and he actually intubated. Okay. To knock it open so you could get the airway. And if you hadn't had that person around, then this, this person probably would have died because there's, you know, you can't get your hands down. So <laughs> yeah. you, you need to get that, you know, that, that lever and, the, you know, when you see them when they do that and you've got yeah. like the, the kind of like stainless steel medical thing to push it back down. Yeah. But it, it was no, nobody's fault. It was just a thing which can happen. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm like, well, that's scary. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, it, it is. It's very scary. Um, I think it, it, the weird thing for me was it felt like I was breathing, but I wasn't. Yeah. You know? um, I think that the takeaway from it, and I've I've played it back a million times just since yesterday. But, uh, and trying to trying to work out, you know, what is a a good indicator that it's going to be yeah, coming like, on? Was was there like a preemptive feeling yeah. or anything? Yeah. But I recognise it again. Um. But no. No. And um. And the whole scenario, I think. There's no other way it could have been played out other than coming to the surface. Yeah. So I think But
1: even so, you are on the surface. If and you it's can't still get on. air, yeah. if you if you've still got it and you can, like what well, what do you do? Yeah, yeah I mean that that's it. it. It's I mean, you did the right thing though. Like all yeah. you can do is just you can be calm and and uh, obviously, you know, your your um your guys at OzTech and what you know, you've already listened to the bits and pieces, and those sorts of random involuntary ones can go away again mm. um so yeah it's way now but yeah it's, it's i can't imagine that's a, i mean that's not a fun situation like how long is it going to be for my body to be apparently working without much air yeah. until it kicks back in again i can get air but then you're gulping it in so you're going to want to be on the surface to to mm. gulping it in because that's that's your natural instinct i yeah it's not I i, I don't envy you in any way shape or form <laughs> well let me try nope
0: but the good, i mean the good takeaway from it is that it's um for me, it's given me a really good empathy. I'm a empathetic guy anyway, but a really good empathy for people who do have a, a bolt situation or a panic situation in the water. And we've we've both had many people that we've, we've sorted out that have had a bit of a panic underwater. Um, but just to be able to understand that that brain function that's going on in my head. Yeah. In my head, we've got it's the screaming. devil and the angel. Yeah. They're having. They're not having a chit chat they're, they're yeah, in the cage match, yeah. in the UFC fifth round <laughs> yeah, elbows, out yeah, yeah I'm going up yeah. no you're not you're staying yeah,
1: here yeah. You know, oh no for strength. sure yeah I, I agree it's like um the, I'll tell you a funny story <laughs> when in the in the pandemic so again like we had zero people for quite some time so a, f- a few of us who were friends who, who were working at dive centres who owned dive centres or whatnot, we got together and we chip in for, to pay the um uh, pay for fuel and pay for a, a skipper and we did a couple of dives and, and you know some of the normal sites some a bit more like wrecky and whatnot and we did this one dive site um which is very difficult to do because it's even even when you look at it the tables and the charts and whatnot you can go down there's current and it's doing some dumb stuff and you're like oh jesus really Anyway, we get to this site and it's like oh we can probably dive it okay cool and it's that textbook complacency where you got a bunch of people everybody knows each other Everybody's, you know, got experience generally and in the area, and we drop in and we go down. We're floating along; it's quite nice. And yeah, this is good. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, sort of thresher shark within like five minutes. A dive was like, ah, banging that. Let's carry on going. And I think, of course, everybody's kind of keen to be at the front. So we're like cruising along the slope and things going all right. And just checking my buddy and went, oh, how much air have you got? And he's like, I got half a tank. Okay, well, we need to kind of come shallower and stuff. And yeah. um, we were sort of towards the front with a cu- with, with another couple of friends. And then the current started pushing along. So, all right, well, we're gonna have to turn around and fin into it. And everybody's like going deeper to go back. Yeah. Well, we we were like sort of twenty four, and he's on hundred bar. So, like, well, we can't just drop down and kind of go against it. So, we kind of came up to about eighteen sixteen, and we're sort of trying to swim against it. We couldn't. Like, it was very very difficult. Yeah. And then, and it was getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And it was winging it like it just started punching and i'm like oh shit uh-oh and the alarm bells ring is like and, and it's that whole like here we are we're in a little bit of a remote part and there is and the and like and we're in lockdown so there's no boat traffic yeah. so we've only so the only people out on the ocean in this particular part of the island is us and this boat. And and I'm like, let's hope that the boat's there because we can pop up behind this island and if they don't see us, i fucking know where we're we gonna be and, and we, <laughs> Could be, yeah. Longbox and bow, wherever. So we we kinda of, we, we're cruising along and we're coming up and we're leapfrogging these the, like like the rocks. And as you'll come in a shallower again, the current comes through there so strong that the rocks were basically smooth. So my buddy was trying to stick in like his tank banger. I was billied Olympia. I was just like a gecko. I don't know. All of a sudden I had like I had like this superhuman strength in my fingers. So we're like we're staying together and we're like going up, because you don't want to go up too fast, but you know, we it's like, oh, we need Gab here. Anyway, we're like whoop, 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 and like there's just bubbles everywhere and it's like zipping along. and <clears throat> and we got to this point and we're in about five, six about six metres of water. It's all safety stop then. like, we're not gonna do safety stop though, because like this is like this is hectic. And you breathe out and the currents were just going horizontal, just getting pushed horizontal. And I remember thinking, I am glad this is not a down current because we'd be dead. Like, this, like we'd, I don't even be dead, but we'd be fucked. It would be like, it would be that I need to get to the surface because down is going to finish me. Yeah. Up might finish me, but it was like, and these bubbles were just, they were just flying horizontal. And I'm like, how is this happening right now? <laughs> And hanging onto this rock somehow with just like these, I don't know, electromagnetic fingertips for some reason. My buddy's doing this. I'm like, "All right, are you ready to go up?" He's like, "Yeah." So we kind of did like a minute of a safety stop or something, and then literally i fast kicked because i was thinking i'm not even sure i'm going to be able because the current is doing this so much I'm like, i don't even know i'll be able to kick through i like, should be able to yeah. but I, I put a little bit of air in my BCD, never done that before and sort of going you know, did a couple of quick kicks got up to the surface inflated the bcd didn't even put up an smb not worth it because there's no boat traffic anyway yeah. and uh, the reel would have, it would have been gone in like a second 30 meters a string would have been like it was the punchiest current and we get up to the surface thankfully you could see the boat although it wasn't where i told them they should probably float just in case of because we didn't really know we'd not done this dive site nobody had so you know it might be best to float there so you get a good view no nah, they were there it's like <laughs> <laughs> thankfully we could still see them so get them away they came and pick us up and um, my buddy had a d5 he's oh, got a d5 <clears throat> and uh, he's got like a transponder and all this sort of stuff 55 liters a minute he was doing was it? So we renamed our little WhatsApp group the fifty five litres a minute club because like he was doing fifty five litres a minute at that like when we were done. It was it was not fun. And yeah, like you are going, I need to be up, I need to be up, I need to be smart about this, but I need to be up. But yeah, it was it was um yeah, I mean it wasn't panic but I, I was worried like the currents around here are no joke and where we were and the fact that <laughs> there was not a single boat around is like i also don't want to be floating in the middle of the ocean for the rest of my life yeah. um so yeah it was um yeah that, that that was a that was a fun one the other guys they'd all managed to about turn and kind of swim out of it and get back to where they sure were easy. <laughs> so I, I i was i was looking at my buddy going why why did you breathe your air so fast pre this point Mm-hmm. we could have just gone that way <laughs> instead, <laughs> we get that way. It was yeah, it was brutal. It was it was like a, um, and and it was one of those ones where, um, I you know I like to think that I'm pretty bloody conservative with a lot of stuff here. But you know, you like I said, you, you, we it was nothing but complacency because you know you've got a bunch of friends, everybody's dive professionals, everybody's either got businesses on the island or working on the island, and yeah. knows the area, yeah. and yeah, there was no reason why I couldn't have been like two, three people back, or <laughs> somebody else go, don't come on, guys, let's go this way." Yeah. you know, there's no reason why my buddy couldn't have done the same. You know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, certainly once bitten, twice shy.
0: Well, I mean, like you say, uh, this this island, it's got some rippers of currents when it wants to. Have you ever had to, you know, have you, have you got to a dive site and gone, no, fuck, this is too much? Oh, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, we Actually, one of, the, one of the really nice ones up here, toy Packer. Yep. Um, number of times, you, you can really kind of go down. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, you, you kind of like rock up and you're like, yeah, not so much um because you know you need to start and finish in fact arguably one of the worst dives i've ever done here let's say worst dives not worst dives but one of the most difficult dives i've done would have been toy packer because out of nowhere because it's sat in that channel you can get random stuff and a rogue current came out of nowhere big down current and um and it picked
0: uh, up towards the end of the dive the other day as well yeah 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 um but it's also that that location that we saw the mola mola last time we were here yeah (laughs) talk about random
1: yeah 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 yeah. i mean i I mean this is the thing like you you with some of these dive sites here you need to get them on on uh, you know like we plan them with with tides and 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 um uh you know and the right and and swells and and heights and whatnot but obviously our tide charts are barley and they're not necessarily even 100 accurate for barley and the app which i use isn't necessarily bang on so i have to make best guess most of the time it's good um but sometimes you pull up to a dice and you're like yeah we're not going to do that um it's 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 the ones which can be yeah like real tricky with current and 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 can have the real more sort of can get rogue ups and downs and outs yeah um those ones you know in in channels and stuff like blue corner and packet can be like I said blue corner
0: that one's very specific isn't it Oh, it's very specific when you go and dive it
1: yeah yeah I, I I'm a again I'm a bit I'm a bit of a wimp I'm a bit conservative <laughs> in some respects but what I try and do for that dive site is I like to try and do it with I would say an upper mild to low medium current going through there yeah. um, because it, things can meet I, I've had to climb out of blue corner (laughs) not very often thankfully i'm normally pretty good and and the times when i've had had to climb out of blue corner a few times it's been because of other people have planned it and i've gone i'll come along for the dive and then it's like jesus (laughs) um but i try and do it with like a a sort of mild easy current where where people be going well this isn't such a big deal why why do you only bring sort of experienced people it's because you need to be prepared for the fact that you can get uh, a down come from somewhere or an outcome from somewhere and it can go a bit hectic um because yeah i mean often I the way which i do it if it works out and i would say like 97 percent of the time it pretty much works out pretty good how i want it to do but um sometimes it's a bit quicker um you you can it, it has cross-current said where you can drop in the first 15 meters of depth that you're in maybe 18 meters it's going away which you want it to be which is like your left side to the reef and then you go deeper than say 18 20 where you want to get in the canyon to look for the fun stuff being the sunfish um, and it's coming against you so you have to swim against the current um you know and ideally you know if that happens you don't want a strong one because who wants to you're swim the, against
0: the current because then you're in the 55 <laughs>
1: exactly exactly and you don't want to really nobody wants to swim against the current and then go well, what's the point in that yeah. um but also for me is like when we jump on in if we happen to be there <clears throat> because you know it's one of the popular sites for sunfish if you get there and there are sunfish there and the current's quite strong we well, are not going to be able to take a picture or slow down to sort of film it or enjoy it as much no. whereas if you've got like a more mild current you you can stop and you can, you can you can control yourself better it's a bit like our manta dive because our manta dive tends to be there's not real current. It, it, it's more that, that surge. So it's a lot easier to control yourself than if you're in a current and you're fighting to stay where you are mm. and or trying not to get in the way of the manta. But if you're fighting against the current and trying to hide and stuff, you can get in the way. Um, so, yeah, if we got like a mild current cruising through there and there's there's a sunfish, you just got to bat your fins a couple of times and you're still there and you can enjoy the moment a bit more. That's my rationale. Yeah. However, <laughs> whether it pans out or not no it generally, it generally does i mean I, i've done it i've done it on some on some other tides and it's been yeah it's it's definitely you know it can go fast through there and it can be um a trickier dive um i mean it doesn't really matter if, if if the current's a little bit faster but then your dive is over by a certain amount of time because again it it's just a it's not a particularly big dive site it's a prevailingly deep dive um so i mean generally you're pretty much doing like a forty minute dive max um but it's um like i say like for, for me i want to try and make it as easy as possible for everybody um obviously you know if you've got some current the fish tend to come up in the walk come a bit more but if we're there trying to find some fish and they are there they come into the water get cleaned so if you can slow down and stop and take pictures and get all these really really nice ones and you know and everybody's happy then that's that's the that's tends to be the way which i try and do the dive um but as long as they're getting there clean, they're happy for you to take the photos. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But, you know, I mean, the thing is as well with some fish, even though they are incredibly weird looking and they are, they don't look in any way, shape or form like they can handle a current, they yeah. can handle a current. You see the speed of those things when they want to go Um well. they can put a hammer down. Yeah, yeah, they can go, they can go. It's like watching two big doors open and close, like with those fins going. It's kind of nuts to watch. It really is. Um, but, yeah, they, they can get up a rate of knots. So, you know, although the current could be pretty savage through there, they can deal with it and obviously, you know, way better than we can. But, oh yeah. But yeah, it's it's yeah, it's uh it's strange. It's strange. Yeah. But And then today, Manta
0: Point. Manta point turned it on. Manta point you're good, yeah. Oh <clears throat> I did, I've I've dived Manta Point many, many times here with Jace. sometimes not with Jace, he sits in the office. <laughs> but <laughs> today was the warmest I've ever dived it. I think it was hey, 20, 26, 27 yeah, degrees.
1: Actually, yeah, 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 good time of year, yeah. And yeah.
0: there was like fifteen mantas. Yeah, yeah, they just Continually coming back round.
1: Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Yeah, it was a nice one. Well, again, you had a good one with Mangus. Mangus Ma- Mangus does a good job of, of, of sort of directing people to other spots mm. in the in the really really shallow water today, where like the I guess you could say like the um, um, uh, a, a sort of um, point of interest is that, is, is that where the snorkel the, the, army the, the, goes? The, the big the big rock, yeah. the sort of point of interest. Especially if you map that dive site, everybody knows where it is. Um, you know where where that sort of um, most people go and kind of hang out. Uh, there was a couple there, but again, when you peel yourself away, there's you know they get cleaned all over the site, and then you can find like we mm. you know we were we were in in similar spheres today because yeah. I, I had a couple of guys which I was you know I saw you guys in the water. I wasn't too far from you, and we were like navigating around a little bit as well. And yeah, it was super nice, man. It came nice and close, gave us a nice big wave. Um, I got some cracking video for you. I bet you do.
0: Yeah, we stayed over that. um, That melanistic one was pretty
1: chill, actually, as well. Was it? I think it was pregnant. Uh, Got a side
0: profile, and it was chunky monkey, both top and bottom.
1: It was. I. I. I, She was. She was definitely quite, quite relaxed. Because sometimes, um, uh, you you know, like they they kind of come on through and they're not. uh, They're not sort of you know they just zip past. But Mm. I do find that the, the pregnant ones do tend to be a bit more. Um, chill. That might just yeah. be because they're, they're heavier. They're carrying a baby, like I can't be bothered. <laughs> um, but but she was. This but sometimes, yeah. But, but they're also kind the of like real close as well. Yeah, yeah. I know. Some, I don't know if I don't know if. I don't <laughs> And then it was like, oh, I really want to eat some coal. And now I'm really curious about people. You know, like the taste buds are gone as well as the curiosity levels gone up, you know, a bit like, you know, pregnant females everywhere. But it's, (laughs) yeah, uh, sometimes you can, you can get, yeah, they they can really kind of come up and, Mm -hmm. and like be friendly. But that's, that's cool. Yeah. She was, she was, she was wicked. I didn't, I didn't have a good look to the side of her because, um, I had a friend of mine who I used to work with who's never seen a manta and didn't believe in them. Um, and the guy that was on the boat today. Nick. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he'd never seen. Oh, I didn't know that. 30 years of diving <laughs> and 5,000 dives. I plenty of them now. And he's like, <laughs> I've been to these places and people have guaranteed them and all of this stuff and blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, yeah, cool um i'm like well you know i can guarantee you fish there's no guarantees i'm like you got a good chance well we'll have a look so we've seen them recently and we dropped in and like you know two minutes in one just goes and then yeah we're done the same so that that black one came past you guys and then kind of banked and then went shallow and came up sort of like follow like like the reef edge yeah. and he was there and and it just sort of swam past and he was just like just let me enjoy the moment obviously like everybody else but yeah. i didn't i didn't really focus too much on her but yeah she was definitely female but she yeah. probably
0: <laughs> I just had a flashback to in fact the previous visit oh, a couple of years ago, actually two thousand oh, a long time, four years two thousand and eighteen came through with tim yeah Tim Morris yeah yeah, yeah, and he'd never seen mantas and uh, yeah. t- tim is built like jace very very slender um and nowhere near as much muscle either <laughs> <laughs> and he gets cold like that. So he was wearing two five mil wetsuits. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. And yeah, it, it was make- cold. Yeah, it was like yeah, 20, it was chilly. July, yeah, was you it? July. Nineteen,
0: it, twenty degrees, yeah, something 20 like that. Yeah, yeah. And um, he'd never seen mantas, so we, we dropped in. First thing he sees within thirty seconds, two or three mantas. Three and a half minutes into the dive, he's getting my attention. He's like, "Okay, I've seen a manta. Let's go." <laughs> yeah, he's
1: like, "I'm done. I'm <laughs> done." No, it's all good. It's still, I, I still like the fact that you you've done better than me i at the point in the fact that um when you were when you were on the hunt for the sunfish and i was like no you need to come back on this day and we can sort you out and you came out next year we jumped in we went to crystal bay went in went down there's a sunfish right there okay cool brilliant Takes pictures and then we went down to man's point and i was with um with uh, with some of the other guys and you were with manga saying it was and you jumped in went along to the wall. And then we saw you, I don't know, 30, 40 seconds, two minutes later, and you're like, I've never seen a manta muller, muller at Manta Point in all of my years here, in all of my dives here, never seen one. Everybody at some point, like there is always somebody at one point in the year will get a sunfish, swim around at Manta Point, and you know somebody even luckier will get a manta and a sunfish and take a picture because yeah. a manta swims past. Never seen a manta at Manta Point. Um, and Joy was taking a picture in me right? In a... F- <laughs> cave whilst, whilst, whilst oh, we were waiting from outside. And you're like, oh, it's sure. But it's like, oh, cool. I've never seen one of them, man. Pointless, go and have a look. Oh, no. People have crowded it this Yeah, it's
0: gone.
1: And yeah, it's gone. And it was like, man, I'm so jealous of that. So jealous of that. Have you still not seen one there then? No, I've never seen one there. Never seen one there. Uh, I mean, you know, it's. I only want to see one there when a manta swims past as well. Yeah. Because that... Uh, With
0: a pygmy pipefish riding its back. No, I don't need all that. It would just <laughs> it
1: would just be nice to have that. There. And and people, I just it sucks when you get you know, there's a, a guy I know and he's he's um he got a picture of a bloody sunfish and then a mantis swimming past it and I'm like oh fuck you you know <laughs> 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 so, you just uh, ah yeah, you that's just that's even worse. It's just rubbing it. But yeah, I mean that that was cool. Uh, and I've also never seen, which you're also beating me on. I've never seen sunfish. Uh, on two subsequent dives. So I've never seen one and then done, done an X dive and seen one now either. Um I I oh, yeah. apparently I missed Yeah, <laughs> what well are you? uh apparently i missed one once when we did a dive on chenningham wall and and i think we did a crystal and chenningham wall one and yeah. and i had these people and we shared them some sunfish and then we would drifting along on a second one and they looked they looked at and there was one cruised along or something i was like well why the you tell us then yeah <laughs> why do you get my <laughs> we get Hamilton. so yeah i've never seen them like back to back either which is kind of annoying well to be um, fair it
0: took me four visits to actually see a sunfish uh, yeah but you
1: know but
0: i was coming at the wrong time of the year
1: though good visit, though so. yeah
0: yeah <laughs> come at this time of the year okay and it happens there you go yeah yeah that was actually a really good one yeah um so blue corner right yes forward yes what's what's the go Are going we, forward yeah what's what's the is, is there a master plan
1: there's a small plan um at the moment i mean we're, we're still very much a work in progress obviously um you've got the 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 owners in in uh, in in uh lembongen um mm-hmm. at the, the og the big base in lembongen um so we sat down we were sort of having a conversation about moving forward because again the same thing would happen to Lembongan um I'm, I would say the same thing happened to all the bases you know everybody's funds were drained mm. so um you know this year was good to kind of start getting back on our feet um going forward uh, have a plan to um build on this uh, an extra classroom on on the land here i mean obviously people wouldn't have seen any pictures well i don't know maybe maybe some of your lovely people have 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 google earthed us and and had a little look at at where we are situated and and bits and pieces but our piece of land um we we've got uh, about 15 meters area just um on the end of where we are sat in our classroom um we're looking check
0: out my reels on instagram because they'll be going up next week there you go give you a walkthrough.
1: Um so we're looking at possibly building a another classroom and a bit of a kind of like a, a, a relax area on the other side. Um my plan cuz I'm the only one who stays here really so um the other two don't. Yeah. So my plan is hopefully the one which is going to be the one which takes precedent but um I'm going to have an open wall so people can kind of like view the pool cuz it's pretty. An open wall so people can view Mount Agung because that's pretty. Um and then just, you know, have like I don't know bean or something. Um uh, some soft furniture maybe stick a tv up so you know and a, and a, and a hard drive so after people come back from diving and they want to kind of relax and watch a movie or something they can do that yeah. and, uh, and drink some beer from the bar mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and then above that put a couple of rooms um for like for m- essentially me to stay in one of them yeah. um and then moving forward um it would be nice to get at some stage. Um, build a management team again, so get something to be like assistant manager, so I can kind of have a bit more time to fund that. Will you? Yeah, uh, sort of relax a little bit. And, <laughs> and you know, it's like you you, you kind of grafted, you, you you sort of put everything into something. Is okay. Well, we built this, you know, and, and, and this is is functioning. It's going pretty well. It's time to kind of hopefully take your foot off the gas a bit as an individual and slot people in to do some other roles. Um, and then the other thing, which would be quite nice to try and do, which I'm going to try and start doing next year, is. Some really super basic but nice munchies. Um, of which, so, we, so of which you, we talked about the, with, <laughs> with, 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 with like, with, um, with uh, sort of like a sandwich machine. Yeah. Because obviously on this island, if you want, the thing is, this island is a reasonable size. Um, so depending on where people are staying, um, there's like collections of of, of of accommodations and restaurants and whatnot. So there's always restaurants around, um, depending on what you know on, on what people's motivations are. There's you know you can get some pretty good quality cuisine. You can get like good local stuff. You can get good foreign stuff. Um, I don't need us. Well, in my personal view, I don't need us to have a restaurant here, yeah. as it were, like by, by a, 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 any stretch of the imagination. Because, again, people will go and eat elsewhere. And perishable goods die really quickly, which is a massive expense. And I'm not smart enough to juggle a restaurant, in, again, in any stretch of the imagination. Before yeah. you talked about and not I'm not smart yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, But something simple, like Toasties, yeah. for instance you know people come back from diving even though we give them food on the boat you come you know diving takes out of you, you get hungry do you want a toast absolutely I don't know 30,000 rupiah boom there we go cheese and ham cheese and tomato whatever yeah. um, something simple um, would be nice and again then if people want to kind of hang out and once we've done log books so they're going to, want to have a couple of beers and a cheese and ham toasty and watch the sunset kind of thing or whatnot we can do that and Yeah, And that would be that's kind of something to work towards
0: I think it's a, a really good idea I mean like as I say, I've been here many times now, um, but you are kind of limited on the the variety of what you can get, and the pricing of local restaurants.
1: I mean, that's it as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
0: So if you want to save a bit of money, um, I mean, you can you can get like we're in Santi, yeah, uh, the hotel, which is nice hotel. I'll, I'll hook you up. I a good deal with these guys, but nine hundred Australian we're paying for fifteen nights which is awesome, uh, but that comes with a breakfast. Mm. But then you've got to sort yourself out for lunch and dinner and snacks because you're going to get hungry. You put food on the boat, which is amazing grub, by the way. So whoever cooks that, just tell her she is wives awesome.
1: Of, w- wives, wives of staff Yeah. Is what it is. She's
0: brilliant. It's so good. Yeah, it's um, awesome. But just to have that little snack thing when you come back off the boat, yeah. a cheese and ham toasty or a baked bean toasty or something like yeah. that,
1: awesome. Exactly. It's straightforward. But it's, and the thing is, it's simple. So, I mean, for, like I said, for somebody of my IQ level, (laughs) but but also the thing is what, what you have to look at. And and again, I don't want this to sound insulting. Um, but obviously on our island, what we experienced a lot of growth in 2018 and a lot, and a lot of growth in 2019. And it Mm. was like going wee like this. But, um, you, you know, previous to that, you're everybody here is basically had been doing things like seaweed farming um uh farming like you still got people who who are growing coconuts and they bring them down and ship them over to 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 bali to get turned into whatever like copper and 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 coconut oil and all this sort of stuff like so it's still a business you know you got people farming like growing agriculture there's a dude over the road who's growing maize right now Mm. so um you know, there there was not loads and loads of jobs. There was not loads and loads of restaurants. There was not loads and loads of accommodation. And it started going exponential. So having a really good level of English also is quite difficult. So you'll find, even in some of the, you know, like, like you'll get some of these nicer restaurants. But if you go, oh, yeah, can you not put this in it? Say you don't like something. Or maybe you might be allergic to something. Go, can kind I of have, like, no onion? And you can get, like, a bit of a weird look. So you kind of, like, need to know... Either how to say that or hopefully these people know like enough English to know what to, yeah. to take this off. So to do something here, somewhat simple, cause I just want it simple around. So it'd be like, you could have a girl whose English is super basic, not or not even, and just go right, cheese and ham. There we go. Or just cheese or just whatever. And they go slap and it's done as long yeah. as everything's clean and you got, you know, point to the pictures. Exactly. Those, Happy days. Yeah. Boom. Done. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, you, you're keeping it you're keeping it simple, things aren't overcomplicated, you know, nobody gets embarrassed, nobody gets the wrong thing and, and it works out all well, right. I think, that, I
0: think that's, uh, just picking up on that point there as well about Panida. Panida is, I mean, the first time I came was what, 2017, I think? I think? it was 18. 18. 18. I must have been start of 18, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I got excited as soon as I got here because it's, it's a very young island when it comes to tourism. So it's got that it's got that feel of, of being na- yeah natural grid. still yeah, yeah yeah for sure um, and then with covid kicking in and that two year gap even with the the driver that i've got on Bali you know his english was very good mm. pre covid <clears throat> now we're back to using uh, google translate a little bit just to make sure he's got the, the lingo right so the same's occurred here you know people are now getting back into that routine of oh, trying sure. to understand how to
1: yeah deliver exactly.
0: to western people who expect it
1: and it's, yeah, exactly i mean that's the thing if you want to you know some of uh, some of the accommodations and say for instance in some of the restaurants you know if you want to try and cater to these people and get them in and obviously you know that there's a slightly bigger price on some of these you know places where you're going to go and eat. it's like mm. but you need the people to be able to have that conversation or, or at the very least understand that maybe i don't want onion because i'm allergic to it or peanut I got a peanut allergy or yeah. you know I mean there's it's pretty difficult and again with the, the people traveling around the world you get people with you know nut allergies you get people who are what is it gluten intolerant you get all these bits and pieces and it's like if you sit and, if, I remember when I first came Bali what's that 20 years ago and you go, to, like, you know, you go to a I mean, don't get me wrong, it was still built up in the likes of Kutu or whatnot, but you go to, like, a little local warung, and you'd be like, you know, and I, I'm not vegetarian, but I remember seeing people go, oh, yeah, can I, um, this uh, nasi goreng, which is obviously, you know, <laughs> fried rice, chicken, vegetables in it, yeah. yeah. Uh, can I have the nasi goreng? Yeah, but I don't want any meat. Okay. Has it got chicken in it? Yeah. Can I not have chicken in it? Okay. Comes out, <laughs> it's got chicken in it. Oh, it's got chicken in it. I asked for vegetarian. It is vegetarian got kind of anything like yeah so you get like a lot of, yeah because again like you know that that level's not there chicken is a vegetable in this area yes. so you either accept that chicken's a vegetable or you're gonna have to go somewhere else and pay a bit more money but you know that has over the years that has obviously you know changed where people do understand this a little bit more mm. um you know like like if you you can ask for vegetarian and you're getting it mm. um You know, like I said, some parts on this island, you know, if you start overcomplicating matters with with a restaurant and you haven't got people who can understand certain things of maybe certain ingredients, it's not going to work for you. This is is why, like, you know, I'm very conscious of that. I'm like, well, if we're going to throw something here, like we don't we, we don't need to be a restaurant here, partially because of our location. I mean, there is a couple of accommodations nearby, but you've got a beach club down there, they've got a restaurant, there's a place there, they've got a restaurant, there's a place down there, they, you know, you, you, you don't want to be, I, I don't think it's a smart plan, but right. something simple, you know, people come back from diving, simple and reasonably priced, why not?
0: That's the thing, I mean, if you, if you step up to do the, the, the menu kind of thing, and you, you're then in competition with all the other restaurants... And it's pointless. You're moving away from your business of diving, aren't you? But if you put on a toasty
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's just something extra, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, and the other thing is what will end up happening is I'll end up just eating nothing but toasties (laughs) and be completely Broke, <laughs> and <then laughs> nobody else being like, "Oh yeah, it Could be, I'm like, "Well, we got toasties. Nobody else, just me." Yeah, that that could. That, I mean, that's the other thing. It could go horribly wrong in the fact that I just end up eating my own body weight in toasties. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think I think it's a smart plan. I think it just it's just somewhat simple and easy. Um, so hopefully we can implement that. And uh, like I said, you can get somebody in who doesn't have to have a great grasp of English to go. That's his cheese and ham. Splat. Yeah. That's twenty thousand. Thank you very much. Yeah, Two uh, and you know, and off you go. So I don't know. Whatever. So
0: what about? Um, are you, are you going to get back to doing the the pro cider training as well?
1: Yeah, uh, very much. That's on the cards. We've actually got a um, uh, a, um, a presentation coming up in t- in a couple of days. Um, right now what's happening is um, we've got two course directors on Lembongen Mm. (coughs) one of them is one of the owners Um, and one of them does other stuff as well but he's also a course director so um, when we've got presentations and stuff they'll come over here and then obviously if we have any candidates here and want to stay here they'll come over and and, and do it from here Mm. Um, and then at some point down the line yes we're going to probably look more into having a more permanent person here for that as well um, but obviously again we've got to see how well things kind of come on um, pricing of, uh, of materials and stuff aren't cheap in this region yeah. Um, uh, but yeah I mean we we got to see how, how people are going to come on and, and how um how many people want to do their pro courses in this area again and, and on this island again. I'm, Lembong is not too bad. Lembong is quite well known for um, for pro courses. Mm. Um, I mean, we we did some dive master courses this year, which was cool, but um, that next one, that instructor level, um, there's, yeah, We um, I'm not sure this year was particularly, there, there's another course direct on the island, mm. um, uh, but I think next year we'll have to see. I mean, if, if next year... Is as good as this year, and there's some there's some inquiries into sort of doing some instructor stuff. Then yeah, we'll be straight on that. That's one of the reasons why we're building this second classroom. Yeah, um, because obviously with the with the IDCs you need pretty much um, three weeks, and there's going to be almost every day you'll be spending some time in a classroom yeah. well then if you've got open water courses as well you might need a bit of a classroom action
0: yeah or, to be fair if it's high it's summer you don't want to be sitting outside doing this or, kind of
1: stuff. or rescue or, or or something like that or an efr something um you're going to need it so when, when we had overlap in the past we got another tv we sort of stuck it in a bar and just sat in one of the bar yeah. um but to have another classroom would be useful for that so um so that's that's one of the reasons why so we're, we're planning ahead for that um and uh, yeah, so maybe that will come along, and and we'll we'll go with that. I'm I'm not the smartest again when it comes to that stuff. I know very very little about about the the, the logistics. Of it. Obviously, I went through it myself, yeah. but um, running running IDC logistics of that, you know, all, all those bits and pieces, and, and, and I'm like, that's that, all, that, 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 that's all you have got. I got enough. Yeah. I got enough to do. That's for you to take on because you're the course director, exactly. exactly. And I will be here. You tell me when you need a boat, when you want a boat, where you want to go. I'll see you with a boat. Other than that, peace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: see ya. Yeah. So, for a course director that wants a job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a when self, a when self, there's another classroom. A self-motivated. Organizes everything logistically. Off you go, go and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So we're, we're probably going to be looking down that line at, at some point again, you know. But um, and like I said, it, it's very. I mean, uh, and and of course, at the rectal level, you should be able to do all that stuff anyway. Yeah, just come to me and go. I want a boat on the on these days, and I'll be like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. But, yeah. Well,
0: again, you've got someone who's going to teach someone to be an instructor. They need to be competent and doing all of that stuff. Yeah, and nine times out of ten, they want to do it anyway.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that that's the, yeah. So moving forward. Uh, obviously, we have to see. I mean, you can have an idea, but we have to see what, what's going to happen with the world. We've got to see what's happening with the markets. We've got to see what's happening with people. We've got to see what's happening with, you know, obviously fuel's quite expensive right now with things like wars in Ukraine and whatnot. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I'm going home for Christmas and it's cost me an extortionate amount of money. But thankfully, my parents went, Oh, we'll pay for your flights because it'll be Christmas. I was like, yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's it, like stuff is quite expensive right now. So obviously we don't know, you know, we, we can try and prepare ourselves the best as we can so that we can react in the right way when, you know, when and if people are turning up again. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully this year was a good sign of what's to come. Um, and next year we'll be building again. Um, but the... The world looks like, you know, economically, people are having a lot of trouble anyway. So yeah. um, the good news is, obviously, everybody always wants to go on holiday. But how much money have you got to go on holiday? Yeah. But if you do go on holiday, come here.
0: Uh, <laughs> come yeah. here. So to, be like, to be honest, and, uh, I mean, if you're, if you're still listening to the podcast you got this far, I would strongly recommend coming to Nusa Um I've bounced back here. I, I've lost count now. But um, five, or six, times, five or six times easy. And I, I just love it. I think it's a, an oasis and it's so convenient and easy to get to. Chase mentioned earlier on about um, the uh, difficulties in getting into the country, and they've made it almost seamless now because yeah, we did, instead of the visa on arrival, we did the e-visa, E-V-O-A, or whatever it is, yeah. uh, on the phone. Um, you know, coming through. Um, <clears throat> barley at Uh We literally spent 15 minutes from start to finish, including collecting bags. That's cool. And it was all done.
1: So much better now. Yeah. It's so easy. When they first opened, it was a little bit difficult, but now they they've done a really good job. Actually, yeah. the thing which they they did amazing at, which which blew my mind, was in the pandemic <clears throat> when people. So everything was shutting. Flights were closing. People were putting borders, shutting them down, going nobody's allowed in or out or whatnot. Um, <clears throat> Indonesia basically waived everybody's visa Mm. and said whatever visa you're on you're more than welcome to stay until it's over didn't charge anybody a bean which was I was like blown away it was it was one it was a very 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 nice thing to do because I mean they could they could have gone dude get on a plane and leave us you know you're not supposed to be here or show us your money didn't do any of that until like you know until it was kind of things were opening up again they're like mm. off you go like, like kind of you,
0: like an amnesty really yeah, yeah it
1: was it was it was incredibly nice yeah. um and very I mean it was one of the most altruistic things I like, think you could see of any nation actually it was it was pretty cool because other people were just like going you need to leave or else <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah. you're leaving or you're stuck and there's you know and and um uh yeah it was it was it was it was very very nice of them. Um yeah. they did you know and and they they literally waived everybody's, you know, visas. Like, Okay. Well, you know, you're stuck here kind of thing. And, and, um, and that was, yeah, that was that. And yeah, yeah but, and that was, that was really good for a lot of people as well, because they're going, cool. I get sunshine. <laughs> and like some of these villas were cheap. So people were staying like, you know, in, like half price villas and, and whatnot. But yeah, um, that, that was a really, really, really decent thing to do. It was yeah. super, super nice. Cause you know, there's like, I got a buddy who was stuck in London and, um, and he had; he still had to pay for his for his visa and whatnot. Mm.
0: Um, I nearly got stuck in New Zealand.
1: Some people that would
0: have been... <laughs> just across the water from the missus for uh, six months or whatever it was.
1: Yeah, but it was yeah. So you know, it was nice. And and they are. I mean, they they are. I think they like with a lot of the um, uh, the electronic stuff. They they've been stepping up. That like, you got the you've also got the e um customs declaration thing. That's right. yeah So you can do all that as well. It's all on you know, there's oh, my phone, I'm like, Oh cool, that's a phone, yeah. 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 Um so yeah, they they've got a lot of that stuff going on. Um there was some issues with their with their health app for a while, um which they've sort of I, I think yeah that one that that's but that's um that seems to be getting better with each incarnation. Um so yeah, I mean, you know, I I they're, they're embracing very much more and more and more a lot of this electronic stuff to streamline things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can you can practically skip on it. I mean, sometimes when it's busy, you could be held up a little bit, but no more than any other mm-hmm. airport. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is it is still nice and easy to get to. The, like I said, the the issues for for everything is globally is going to be the expense of flights, yeah. but that's going to be anywhere you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that. Um, I mean. You know, like, like you read the newspapers and stuff, and people talk about an economic downturn, and housing prices are crashing, and people are getting, you know, like there's there's uh, there's like a downturn, and it's, it's like it's all pretty horrible. But then, I suppose on the on the bright side with all that people want to escape and go on holiday so that's where that's where we that's where we fit in quite nicely so um so if people can still afford it it'd be nice to yeah we'll still be welcoming people coming on in but yeah it seems like um the world's not you know there's been a bit of a bit of almost like recession on a go i think it's a recession in all but name nobody's actually outwardly said recession but because things have shrunk as far as as far as uh, countries not making any money, I think they're practically in a recession. I, think. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm not an economist, but it's, it sounds like they just not admit it because it sounds horrible. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're in a recession. It sounds horrible when everybody's miserable. I so, said, well, that's all right. Everybody's miserable anyway. It's winter, and yeah. it's winter in Europe. Everybody's miserable.
0: You get over it and go on holiday.
1: But uh, Yeah, I mean, that's it. So, But this is, the, the good thing is people always try and put some money away. I remember I, I always used to do that. Everybody tries to put some money away to go on holiday. So, mm. yeah, I mean, you know, the the flights... If I had if I'd gone home in February instead of Christmas, which even though my parents aren't particularly practicing Christians, and although I do love Jesus' birthday because it's my favorite time of the year, I'm not the best Christian in the world either. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'm a horrible human being. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a horrible human being. But, you know, it's that time of year when it's really nice to get together with people. Um, if I have pushed this back till February, I think my flights would have been a high price.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's somewhere like 550, 600 pound return in February.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's the problem that we're in though because of the, because of those pandemic years everybody's got to make back and it includes the airlines yeah. Yeah. you know so i mean like my prices to the uk in july um quantus thank you very much they fucked up my flight and cancelled it without telling I me tell and that's then i nice. had to purchase again at short notice and it was it was another 33 35 on top you know so it was a Brute. five and a half grand return ticket sad, isn't it? you know it's ridiculous
1: yeah but it's anyway. not fun it is but, world. I mean, you are flying from the furthest point to the... Furthest. It's like, <laughs> what I need to do is go as far away as I possibly can from my original point of origin. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I actually I've did the longest,
0: the longest world flight is from London to Perth.
1: That's, was that, like, 21 hours or something? Uh, I can't remember. 19,
0: but I did it. I did it on the return journey. It was hell.
1: Was it? Yeah. I was, was in. I was in. I play?
0: was in premium economy. Was in no alcohol the <laughs> for that. Though? <laughs> well, the thing is, I didn't. Well, I didn't do the alcohol. I was. I was going to, but I thought, no, if I do that, I'm going to have, you know, one will turn in at three, will turn in at ten, and I'll end up with a hangover, and I'll still not be on the deck.
1: Yeah, in Perth. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So um, no, I stayed away from that. Um, but that was a long flight.
1: I bet. What's that? I think it's like 1920 hours, isn't Something it? Like that. Yeah. yeah. That sounds. That sounds kind of fun on the one hand, and on the other hand, it sounds like. Your worst nightmare. Yes. It could go on in two ways.
0: I couldn't imagine doing it in economy. Not that I'm a, a snob or anything like that or a princess, but yeah. being six foot two and 115 kilos, those seats are not designed for the man of 2020. I, yeah.
1: Isn't the man of 2020 <laughs> a woman? 19, <laughs>
0: 1970, maybe. The man of 2020.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I. Um, I, I'm not good with I'm not good with economy class either. I mean the fact the fact oh well I say that I see any class which I travel in, but I'm not great with it. I mean I'm great with the food and the drinks and the free T V stuff, but I just don't you know a seat pitch, anything less than like flat and I'm like, Well this is gonna be you know, if, if you got the broken up be like, I'm going back via via Emirates. I love Emirates. Um they they got they got a, a really, 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 really good setup. I love flying emirates. But I'll never, I'll never be able to sleep. I mean, uh, they're in flight is great, their booze is great, the food is great, but Jace can't sleep. Well,
0: you've got the giraffe neck, haven't you?
1: <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't work either. You'd think I'd be like, lying down somewhere, it just doesn't work. i got one of them like, neck pillows, and I just, I just, yeah, you know, it
0: doesn't work. You not seeing those latest things, where you pull the, t- the table down, and it's, it's like you're, your water wings for kids and blow up this inflatable oh, really? semi-triangle thing that you put your arms in no, and your face on that. and it's got a hole in it oh really no i'm not yeah. seeing that it looks ridiculous that's one the, actually, it probably is
1: ridiculous well one of the <laughs> things which i despise the most about being in asia or southeast asia right but i mean it's the same for all of it is for some reason like southeast asians and asians can just fall asleep like that yeah. if they've got like five spare minutes they're like <laughs> Gone. You sit on a on a bus, on a train, in a car, on a plane. And they're like, you done, before the plane's taken off, asleep, yeah. and it it both annoys me and fills me with massive amounts of jealousy. Yes. Mostly annoys me because I'm jealous I can't do it. Um, but you're like, how, how is that? There's like this weird on off switch. Good. And I don't know how anybody can do it. I, i like anybody, but it seems to be like that it's one of those, it's one of those great genetic things, which, which some people get and other people don't like, you know, so, um, you know, Europeans get to burst into flames in sunshine and <laughs> a- a- Asians get to fall asleep whenever they want. Yeah. It's a pretty bad trade off, really. <laughs> but, but yeah, you're like, you're like, how does that? how and and it's every i've not come across one southeast asian or asian person i've ever met who's ever complained of insomnia yeah. i don't know if you have you ever met an asian who's got insomnia no no no, no. And they just fall asleep anywhere and it i hate it i'm like yeah. I, you know i'm like that's really disappoints me <laughs> just I'm like, why why can't i do that and yeah you know but then they're just like this on a, on a plane and you're like how is your neck not like, why do you not wake up in like pain or like how, yeah, anyway. So yeah, I, I don't know. I got a neck pillow, doesn't work. So i just, I, I'll, I'll have gin and tonic on the flight and then, you know, stick your neck pillow on and see if I can just pass out for four hours and wake up, wake up <laughs> numb somewhere, walk up and down, sit down and watch another movie. And eventually get. Eventually, yeah. Not fall asleep on a coach going back to the UK. I was going back from London to Bristol. Oh, yeah. for, can't fall asleep on those either. But yeah. You know the usual. <laughs> I'm hopeless,
0: mate. It's all good. No. Right, let's wrap this up. Absolutely, it's time to have another beer and go and grab the missus for some dinner.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much um, for having me back.
0: It's great to have you back. And ladies and gents, um, if you want to come, and I strongly urge you to come and dive in Nusa Penida, hit up Jace. Uh, if he's not about, if he's not falling asleep on a plane, you can hit me up directly, and I'll put you in loops with this company coming back on plane. I'm Matty Scuba. Scuba. Bring um, Thank you all for listening. Thanks for your support. And I'll see you in
1: 2023. This is Scuba Go Go, the podcast for the inquisitive diver.